Digital citizenship is an important topic to discuss with students of all ages, even in the elementary classroom. With the world of technology constantly growing, we need to better equip our students to be able to adapt and respond online when different situations arise. In today's episode, I'll be sharing with you how to teach digital citizenship in the classroom with a STEM twist. Welcome to the Elementary STEM Coach Podcast, a show that'll help you with lesson ideas, systems, and actionable tips to apply to your classroom. I am your host, Naomi Meredith, a former classroom teacher turned current STEM teacher and coach. With over a decade of experience teaching and a master's degree in STEM leadership, I am here to coach you throughout the year to help you gain back more time to create innovative experiences for your students. Grab your earbuds and let's get started. During the month of October, there is an official Digital Citizenship Week. If you are listening or watching this in real time, this week is October 17th through 21st, 2022, and this episode is coming out just in time for that. Likewise, I want to make sure that you download the free guide that I put together for you when it comes to organizing all of your digital citizenship resources. This is a breakdown of how I use the resources in my K-5 STEM classes throughout the week that I'll be talking about in this episode. You can grab that free download at naomimeredith.com slash digital citizen guide. Yes, there is a digital citizenship week, but this is a topic that should be talked about year after year and throughout the whole school year. Some of my students come in, they're all, why are we talking about digital citizenship again? Well, I tell them the same thing I just told you. This is something that is not going away, how to interact online, and we need to be prepared for those situations and not be blindsided when something happens. We know how to be prepared up front during the situation and even after. So let's dive into those resources that you can implement into your classroom. The first one is Google's Be Internet Awesome and Interland. Over the past five years, this resource has really blown up, and you can definitely see why once you go and check out this free resource for teachers. It is definitely geared towards grades third grade through middle school, but it is an amazing resource that adds that gamification to those lessons that you'll teach in your classroom. An awesome addition that they've added to these lessons within the past couple years is they have created pair decks to make the slides interactive with your students. Not only are the slides created, but they have specific questions where students can collaborate and respond and share the responses. I am so glad for this update because when I first used these lessons, when I first started teaching STEM, I was trying to make them interactive in my own way and creating Google Forms for all the different discussion questions and scenarios that they have for each of the topics. Now it is so much easier with these Google Slides and Paradox that you can bring this experience to life within your classroom. During the pandemic, I actually used these slides online and it was perfect because students were at home and they were able to interact with me using these slides. I know some of you still teach online, so I definitely recommend this resource if you teach those grades that I mentioned. Something that I also like to do when I use this resource and the other ones that I'm talking about, I will supplement with other videos that are related to the topics that they're talking about. For example, one of the lessons is about sharing information and they talk about AI, artificial intelligence. 
I found a video on YouTube that is quick and to the point and helps students understand the very basic level of what AI is and how we use it in our everyday lives. Also, the biggest draw to this Google the Internet Awesome is Interland. And my students are absolutely obsessed about playing this. And since I've had the kids now in my fifth year in STEM, the little kids are all, oh, I've seen my siblings play this at home, which is awesome. I am so glad that they are practicing their digital citizenship at home through the games that are in this platform. This game doesn't require a login or anything for you to set up. Likewise, students' scores won't be saved after they play, so something to keep in mind when you are using this tool in your classroom. The second resource that I love to use when teaching digital citizenship in the classroom are the videos and resources on BrainPop and BrainPop Junior. Some of the videos offered are free, and hopefully your school purchases this subscription for you because there's a lot of great content for all subjects anyway, or maybe you have a classroom subscription. BrainPop is constantly researching and improving their videos to make sure that they are relevant to what we are teaching our students, and they have definitely stepped up the game when it comes to digital citizenship resources to share with your students. A lot of these videos I will pair with the Google Be Internet Awesome lessons and also the other ones that I'm going to talk about in just a bit. Not only are the videos engaging and amazing, as we know that BrainPop is, but I definitely recommend checking out on the side of the videos all of the activities and resources that you can do as a whole class, or you can even assign to students. This is a great way for students to reinforce those skills in an interactive way, and it's already done for you. Definitely check those out with any BrainPop video because it's worth your time and they really try to make these engaging for your kids. The third great resource to use in your classroom when teaching digital citizenship are the Common Sense Media Digital Citizenship Lessons. Again, these are always being researched and constantly updated to make sure that they are relevant, especially the lessons when it comes to the primary students. They had things before where it was grouped K2, 3, 5, But now in the past few years, they've broken down these lessons where it's specifically for kinder, specifically for first, and so on. This is an amazing resource as well, and you can use all of these things. Like I said in that free guide, I have all of this organized for you so you can see a breakdown of my week and how I teach digital citizenship in my K-5 STEM space. So make sure to grab that free guide because this will help you make sense of all of this cool stuff. The Common Sense Media lessons, there is definitely way more than you can get through throughout a week. So if you are a classroom teacher, dive into these and really go through them with your students because they have great lessons that you can talk about all year long. For my K-2 through students, their absolute favorite are these little guys called the Digital Citizens, and they are these little characters who have different physical features that are exaggerated to help students remember of the lessons that they're learning. For example, one of the characters' names is Legs, and it has really, really long legs to help students remember to stand up to bullies online. There's another character who is literally a giant head with feet, and its name is Head, as you guessed. And Head's job is to help students remember to think about the lessons that they learn and be smart when they're online. 
A lot of the lessons that are linked for each grade level have different videos and songs that the kids can sing along with, and they absolutely love them. And secretly, I love them too, and I start dancing along and singing because, as you know, as a special teacher, you teach things a lot, and (laughs) you start memorizing some of the stuff. So I start singing and dancing, and I get weird looks or laughs or both, so definitely check those out. They also have slides ready to go for your lessons and worksheets that you can pair with the lessons. A lot of those worksheets, instead of printing out, I put them in Seesaw for my students. And I might even add in some interactive pieces so students can respond digitally and I don't have to print out a ton of paper for them. This is especially helpful, again, if you teach all the students in your school that they have this right at their fingertips, unlimited colors, and they might be a little bit more engaged in the lesson. A little side tip about these lessons, they have some older videos that relate to the digital citizens on their YouTube channel. So go and search on YouTube, Digital Citizens Common Sense Media. You will see some older videos that are still really awesome, and you can fit them into what you're teaching for the week and all year long. We are so close to the 30th episode of the Elementary STEM Coach Podcast, and I want to hear your voice. To celebrate, leave me a voice message and let me know how this podcast has helped you. Leave a message with your name and be entered to win one of three Teachers Pay Teachers gift cards to help you grab some fun STEM resources for your classroom. You can actually leave me a voice message anytime with any comments or questions, but this particular giveaway will end October 21st, 2022. Your messages will be played on our 30th episode. Record your message using this link, naomimeredith.com slash voice. And it will also be linked in the show notes. Can't wait to hear your voice. The fourth resource to use when teaching digital citizenship in your classroom is check out some digital citizenship books. There are a lot more books being made about this topic to make this not as overwhelming for students, but really age appropriate. And we know students K through five love hearing a good read aloud. I talked about this in a past episode, but I highly recommend pre-recording yourself reading any picture books to your class, doing a screencast or reading it on the computer. Bonus points if you do this at home and you have your little pet, but this will actually help you save time when you have just limited time with your students. They can still see your face and you can set up any materials that are needed for the lesson. There is a whole bunch of digital citizenship books out there, but here are the top ones that I love to use in my class that relates to the lessons that I am teaching that week for each grade level. These will all be linked in the show notes with all of their full titles and author names, so you don't have to pause and write these down. All of that work is going to be done for you. For Media Balance, these books are really great. Goodnight iPad, Tech, it's spelled T-E-K, and the book's actually shaped like a giant tablet, which is super cute. And If You Give a Mouse an iPad, not written by the same author who wrote If You Give a Mouse a Cookie, but it has that similar style, and it is a little bit funnier too. For online privacy and sharing private and personal information, I really like reading Chicken Clicking and Hashtag Goldilocks, A Hashtag Cautionary Tale. For being kind and sharing information online, Nerdy Birdie is a great one, especially for those older students. 
there's a little bird and a vulture who are friends and they like to tweet, literally tweet, like tweeting birds, but also tweeting. (laughs) So it's a cute little story. So definitely mix up these books throughout their week. But from there, I use these books along with all the lessons that I'm talking to you about for some STEM challenges that I created that go along with all of these lessons to make it more hands-on. Especially if you are a specials teacher, you are hoping that in the classrooms they're talking about digital citizenship, and it's okay that you overlap some, but you also want to give the lessons your own STEM twist and do something that you know they're not doing in their homeroom classroom. So here are the lessons that I like to use K through five that integrate all of these topics and make it more hands-on and engaging in a different way. In kindergarten, we talk about media balance and students create their own balance using some simple supplies, including a clothing hanger, two pipe cleaners, and two small cups. We talk about what the word balance means and after they create their balance, they put different items in their balance to see which side weighs more than the other and test different materials to see how their balance will work. They also have a sort that I can do digital or paper, and they have different items that are screen-free or screen-related, and they have to sort the items to make sure that their paper or digital balance is well-balanced, and it has the different activities that they can refer to. For first grade, we talk about different types of websites that are out there because the internet is a huge and big scary place and there are things that are green means go websites for a first grade age. There are yellow means slow down that are things that are meant for bigger kids and the red means stop. These are things that are meant for adults. We talk about these different kinds of websites. We even explore a few like the NASA Kids website or even the San Diego Zoo Kids live animal cameras. And then students create their own internet traffic light using construction paper or small cups. And then they have different types of websites or apps that are explained. We color each of those things together, and then they sort them on the internet traffic light using green, yellow, and red. For second grade, we talk more about the information that is safe and not safe to share online the private information that we need to keep to ourselves, and personal information that can be general and pretty much be true about anyone, and that is generally safe for kids to share. We talk about different examples of those, and students will create their own paper laptop that shares their personal safe information. The ultimate goal is for this little laptop, the information spins around so it looks like the screen is actually changing. You get some really cute, interesting designs and how what they think computers look like. And a lot of kids actually like to write down the little keyboard and they always write it in ABC order, which is so funny because keyboards aren't in ABC order, but they come up with some really cool designs. Third grade, we talk about the private and personal information in more detail and students create a coding unplug game where they have all of the safe personal information as game pieces and the general topics when it comes to private information that they need to be kept to themselves. And they have a game board with different game variations that they can play to collect the information before they get to the end. Fourth and fifth grade, I do the same project, but they have a different topic that they need to relate their creation to. They are taking on the role as a digital designer, and they will be creating a sticker that will be shared with other kids their age to help remind them of the lessons that they learned about during the week. 
Fourth grade's goal for their sticker is to really talk about ways that they can be kind online. And I make sure that my students' stickers don't say, be kind online. What can you do to be kind online? Likewise, fifth grade sticker is about online privacy and safety and what are the different types of things that they should look for and not fall for fake. I have students create their stickers digitally using Google Drawings. You could use a similar platform, but they have that one page digital sheet in Google Drawings where they create their digital sticker and it could be shared digitally. Or if you have a machine that can cut out items, even like a Cricut machine, I have students share their design with me in a Google form that has all the different colors of sticker paper, their name, what color sticker paper they would like, and I end up actually cutting out their sticker design that is from that Google drawing in the Cricut platform. I have found having students create this way instead of creating within the Cricut program has been a great way to integrate this lower cost tool in the classroom because that way I don't have to create a Cricut account for all of my students. And they also get the benefit of learning how to use Google tools when it comes to digital design. You could use similar platforms like Adobe Spark, Canva, PowerPoint. My students have Google accounts, so that's what has worked best in my classroom. As a recap, here are the ways that you can teach digital citizenship in your classroom. First are Google's Be Internet Awesome resources. Next are BrainPop and BrainPop Junior. Third are the Common Sense Media Digital Citizenship Lessons. Fourth, Integrate Digital Citizenship Books. And fifth, STEM Challenges to highlight those concepts. I know that this seems like a lot and it's a lot of great resources to tackle. That's why I have that free guide for you that you can download to see how I structure my week integrating all of these resources within my K-5 STEM space. You can grab that free download in the show notes, or you can also grab it using this direct link, naomimeredith.com slash digital citizen guide. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Elementary STEM Coach Podcast. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram at naomimeredith underscore, or send me an email to elementarystemcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Also, make sure to check out my website, naomimeredith.com to see all the show notes from today's episode and shop my K-5 STEM resources. Any questions you have, needs for resources, or ideas for episodes, get in touch. I'll talk to you soon.